0: Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off, and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot.
1: As easy as playing guitar.
0: Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.
1: (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos, bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, As believers, as children of God, as adopted sons and daughters of God, we have a very, very obligation. We are obligated or we have a duty to rightly divide God's word. We have a God given wonderful opportunity and a God-given duty to rightly divide God's word. Even through the mistakes and the goofs or the errors, we will or we may take doing it, we still have an obligation to minister to others the infallible word of God, the gospel of salvation correctly. We have an obligation as men and women of God. When we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord, Lord and Savior, by believing in His death, burial, and resurrection, just by believing it, we became sons and daughters of God. We became reconciled back to God. We became justified. We are now redeemed. We will be glorified. We will have new immortal bodies. Our spirit, our dead spirits, has been made alive, quickened. It has been made alive when we made that one choice to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. How did that, how did that, how did that take place? That was able to happen just by believing by faith of what he done, his believing in his death, burial, and resurrection, which is the way of salvation today, which is the gospel of salvation today, according to, according to uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. Now, with all that said, I want you to think about this. With all that said, we also have an obligation and a responsibility to honor God by getting all the traditional errors, errors and junk and programming out of us that we have been bombarded with with Christendom and churchism. If you are a believer in church buildings, we have an obligation to know, to search, to seek what is true, what is sound doctrine. We don't have time. It's over for playing Church. It's over, saints. It's time to stop playing Church. It's time to stop playing Denominationalism games. It's, it's time to stop being stuck in a lot of man-made traditions or past beliefs and traditions. It, it's time to stop that. It's time to really seek God with the Holy Spirit and find out what is the gospel of salvation and what is sound doctrine for the church today. That's the message I'm going to talk about, spiritual obesity. This is called spiritual obesity. How to lose dead weight spiritually in the church, the body of Christ. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ, Real Talk. Body of Christ, Real Talk. Now, I may sound like Rod Serling of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> that mysterious voice. But seriously, seriously, we must take heed to what I just said. I said we, not just you all. We must take heed to that. It's, time, it's, it's That's it for playing church. Many of us have been playing church for a long time. And it comes to a point that we need to be mature now. That's expected from a lot of us us believers has been uh, in the body of Christ saved for over 10 years. It's time to mature. It's time to get out of traditions. It's time to get out of denominational thinking. The word of God has never been so important, where the rightly dividing word of God has never been so important like it is today with all the stuff cupped upon us, okay? All right. I'm going to make a, uh, I got a few announcements before I start this. I got a few announcements, very important announcements I want to make. And these announcements, uh, I want you all to really, to really open up your ears and tune into this next series I will be doing, Lois Willing, after uh, this series, Spiritual Obesity. I'm going to be stepping out uh, and doing a more deeper in-depth expose on the PJ Vax, the vaccines. And for the ones that's been listening to my podcast, you know I have a burning hot heart and hurt about these vaccines, about these PJ vax. ever since the uh the pandemic that's been happening for the last three years. And I and I'm not afraid to say that I'm gonna say this boldly, the pandemic, because I have no doubt that it was planned. Now, you might say, how could I just go that far? And you taking the chance of getting censored on your platform, whatever like that. Yes, but that's okay. If I get censored or if my host of this platform don't like me talking about this, they are welcome to cut me off and let me know. They are welcome for that. But this is much too important. I'm going to tell you why that why i'm doing this because by the grace of god i have a a platform and a voice through this wonderful podcast speaker i thank you speaker for that kudos to you for this wonderful pod- podcast like speaker i have an obligation again first of all to lift up god to lift up jesus christ to get his word out that's 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 number one That's my number one obligation to get God's word out there in truth. Not only with the gospel, not only with the uh, infallible word of God rightly divided, but through information and through news as well, like I do. That's why when I do that and how I do that, let me let you know for the ones that's just tuning in. If you just tuned in to Body of Christ Real Talk, Body of Christ, real talk, first of all, it's not a Bible study or a church. What it is, it's looking at the world through the lenses of a Christian perspective. That's what Body of Christ, real talk is about because we are in the world, but we are not of the world. So we cannot continue to avoid what goes on around us. Now, I'm not saying we should be living in fear and focus on worldly things 24 hours a day. No, I'm not saying that. But we need to be very aware around our surroundings of what's going on around us because we can't get away from it anyway, and it will affect us or it's going to affect us on the long run either way it go. You understand what I'm saying? So we must be on our toes. Not a, not for fear, but for strength. See, because this is the important thing. The more prophecy takes place. Now, when I mean prophecy, I'm talking about I'm talking about uh, the end times. I'm talking about going towards the tribulation. I'm not talking about the catching away of the church because the catching away of the church is not prophecy. We're not in that prophecy. The body of Christ is not in prophecy. So when I'm talking about prophecy, I'm talking about going after the rapture because that's what prophecy continues when it goes, that's after the catch and wear of the church. See, there's no signs and wonders and prophecy predicting the catch and wear of the church. That can happen any time. All the prophecies, signs and wonders and or foretelling and stuff like that is for Israel's program is for the tribulation time, it's for the setting up of the Millennium Kingdom here on earth. That promised kingdom for Israel and other Gentiles and kings that's left. This but mainly is for Israel because Israel will be running this new kingdom and Jesus will be the king. And the thousand-year millennium kingdom, which is future. See? So, what must and I hear? I heard this other young man say this, and he he makes it, he makes a very good point, and I agree with him. And what I have learned and understand, we as believers, started with myself. We as believer, believers, must come to the conclusion that there's going to be people left here at the. I'm gone and the rest of the church is gone, the body of Christ. There's going to be thousands, thousands, millions of people left here on earth. And they will have to go through the tribulation. There will be people left here on earth, okay, after the church, the body of Christ is gone. So we must come to reality that everybody that says they are that say that they are a believer or a Christian part of the body of Christ are not. They're not going to make it. They're not going to be in a catching away. They're not going to be in a rapture. That's just a fact. This is not a theory. Conspiracy or just a theory. This is just a fact. You might, whatever you stand on pre rapture, post rapture, or mid rapture or whatever. Mid rapture, post rapture or whatever. There's going to be a taking away of the church. And I'm a pre-rapture, a pre-rapture believer. That's what I believe the rapture is going to happen before the tribulation period. Now, is the tribulation going to happen right after the church is gone? I don't know. The Bible does not say. So I don't want to add to that. I don't want to look at movies and go about what movies are left behind and all that say. I, I Planes falling off the sky. I don't know. I can't say that. I don't know. That's not really that important for the church today, the body of Christ, because God didn't put, he didn't say nothing about what's going to happen in what individual people, how it's going to happen and things like that. Because it's this uh, gap, this gap position that's in the church. I don't like to call it theory that's in the church. What do I mean by that? The tribulation period was going to happen regardless of the church, the body of Christ, the tribulation period. Just say for instance, if the believers, if the leaders of Israel would have believed God and accepted Jesus Christ as their Messiah, Yes, Jesus still would have been sacrificed on the altar because that's predicted by the prophets, even the book of Psalms. He would have been sacrificed. That was no doubt because he still had to die for the sins. You understand what I'm saying? For everyone's sins. But he would have came back and the tribulation would have started. See, you see what I'm saying? Through the Jesus' earthly ministry. Let me give you an example. Jesus' earthly ministry. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, is, which is told in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, through his earthly ministry, okay? If Israel leaders, because not the, just a the little flock, but if Israel, the leaders would have accepted Jesus as their promised Messiah, As their promised king, Jesus would have had still would have had to be the sacrificial lamb. He would have died, went to the heavenly places, and he would have and then the tribulation period would have still started for Israel because is that was the last chastisement Israel had to go through according to the book of Daniel. See? Because it was only four hundred and ninety-three years of fulfillment. I don't know too much about that breakdown, but I'm just saying the little basics that I know. 493 years, you know, uh, three years in that prophecy. So that left seven years left. The seven years would have went right through if Israel would have believed Jesus was their Messiah. It would have been fulfilled then in the past. You know what I'm saying? after Jesus died and came back, the tribulation would have still went through and he would have set up his kingdom then. That's the view of Israel, see? Why is only the view of Israel? Because the body of Christ, the church today, was hidden. It was a mystery. Nobody knew nothing about that but Jesus, because he's God and the Holy Spirit because he's God. No one knew nothing about so that's, that. So if that would have went straight through Jesus' death, burial, he would have came back. He would have said after the tribulation, he would have set up his kingdom, and Israel would have reigned on earth if they obeyed God.
0: Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as...
2: As easy as pie?
0: Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or bin.
1: As easy as a stroll in the park.
2: But that did not happen. It was three strikes and somewhat that Israel done. And that third strike, many people and believers, mainly Grace believers, believe the first strike was John the Baptist. The second one was killing Jesus. And the third one was the stoning of Stephen. Not so much because of the stoning of Stephen, but there was a strike against the Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus said, you can... Uh, disobey God and the Father but when you disobey the Holy Spirit that's the third strike so many believers and grace believers believe, now these were what mostly dispensational grace believers believe, you know it's a gray area with me but I fall in that category as well we believe as dispensational teachers and rightly dividers that the third strike of the Holy Spirit Was when Stephen got stoned in Acts seven. That's what most grace believers and myself we are falling on. See, Acts seven was the third strike. That was the blaspheming against the Holy Ghost. That was the final strike. They killed John. They killed Jesus, and they and they went out and they didn't believe the movement of the Holy Spirit by stoning Stephen. See, when that happened, when that happened, the kingdom program was postponed at that time. The kingdom program was postponed in Acts 7. You must read Acts 7. The church scattered, majority of the church scattered, but the disciples stayed. They didn't scatter because they know they had the duty, they know they had to somewhat finish the great commission to try to make it out there to the Gentiles, but they never did because they got postponed. They got postponed. That was the final strike. What happened in Acts 9 proves that because what happened with Paul? See, so when Jesus came to Saul of Tarsus, who was persecuting the church at that time, uh, you know, before then and then in concluding the Acts 9, there was the transition of the churches. This is very important. It's got to do with a lot of the spiritual obesity traditions. That was the transition of the church. Before that time, the kingdom program, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven was the gospel of salvation message. Let me say this again. The gospel of the kingdom heaven, which was ushered in by John the Baptist. And then when Jesus came as king, Jesus ministered the same gospel you could find the Gospel, him mentioning the Gospel of the Kingdom of Heaven over 35 times in the book of Matthew alone. Why? Because the book of Matthew presents Jesus as King. That's very important, presents Jesus as King. So the majority and the bulk of him preaching the Kingdom of Heaven or even mentioning the Kingdom of Heaven, you will find it over 30 sometimes. times. You can count it yourself or look it up or AI it or Google it over 30. Sometimes I got it all marked up in my Bible. It's over believe 32 or 35 times that Jesus mentions the kingdom of heaven, just in the book of Matthew alone for Israel. That's the God. That was the gospel message. You got to follow that train. John the Baptist repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. See what kingdom of heaven that was prophesied from the last prophets. See, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Zachariah, Jeremiah, Daniel, and all them talked about the Millennium Kingdom, the kingdom, that promised kingdom that will be fulfilled. Now, I'm going somewhere with this because remember, there was under the law, the Old Covenant. But I'm going to get back to that because I want to talk about the Old and New Testament I'm going into the next session as well. And all this is going to make sense after I get through so since they did not fulfill the duties of by believing in their Messiah, their promised Messiah and their King Israel I'm talking about and they in the last strike of blaspheming was against the Holy Ghost. see the only ones that can blaspheme the Holy Ghost is Israel because they had a promise they was under the covenant. The, uh, the church today, we cannot blaspheme the Holy Spirit. That was something under the program of Israel. Now, I know that's something Probably say, really? Yes, really. Okay, but I'm, I'm not going to get into that now. That's a further teaching. But since they went out in unbelief and not accepting Jesus as their Messiah, the kingdom program was postponed. See? The kingdom program was postponed. That was the final strike when they stoned Stephen in Acts 7, that was a blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. They turned their back on John the Baptist. It was just like they turned their back on God, uh, God the Father. They turned their back on God the Son. And that final strike in Acts 7 was God the Holy Spirit, the final strike against Israel. So God, at that time, postponed. In other words, he put, you know how you got a bank account and they put a stall? and they put a lock on your account because of fraud or something you have done, an error. Just look at it that way. Israel's program uh, was put on pause. It wasn't annihilated like a lot of teachers might believe. It wasn't replaced by us. It was just put on stall, postponement. See, everything was put on postponement. The tribulation period, which was the last chastisement Israel had to go to go through, and the return of Jesus coming back and setting up the millennium kingdom did which he would have. Many believe that when Jesus was standing, the only time you hear Jesus standing, usually when they talk about Jesus, he's sitting right to God, waiting to put his enemies under his footstool, as the Bible talks about, is usually Jesus sitting. But Acts 7 is the only time that mentions Jesus standing. And the book of Psalms, and I think of some other, uh, another book I forget that mentions when Jesus standing, that means he's going to pour out his judgment. So many believe, grace teachers believe, not everyone, but many, they might differ, believe when Jesus standing, Jesus. Was finna present his judgment at that time. When Stephen said, I saw Jesus standing on the right hand side of God in Acts 7, that's the only time the Bible mentions Jesus standing. And when it does mention Jesus standing, it's always, it's often because of his judgment. That's the only time Jesus stands is judgment when you connect the dots. So there's a chance that Jesus was going to come back then if Israel would have believed, but they didn't. So God put a pause on the program of Israel. The gospel of the kingdom was postponed. Okay, listen carefully. This is very important. It was postponed. That kingdom program was postponed. It was stalled, just like the bank account I was talking about. It was stalled, okay? So that's when Jesus came back, but he didn't come back to the earth. He came back and, met, and uh, met the Apostle Paul, stopped the Apostle Paul, Saul then, I'm sorry, Saul, when Saul was persecuting the church, what church? The kingdom church, because the body of Christ wasn't, uh, wasn't out there yet. See, that church wasn't formed yet, the body of Christ under Paul. So Saul was persecuting the kingdom church. The Jews, the kingdom church, okay? And that's when Jesus stopped them, Saul, knocked him off his horse, blind him with the glory or his glory, and revealed a new program for the Gentiles. See, let me give you something that's amazing and incredible about the Bible. Now, you might say, really? How could God do that? God done something like that earlier. See, God done it before. He said, through who? Through the first time he destroyed the earth. Because the first time he destroyed the earth, they were Gentiles. There was no Jews. Well, in the days of Noah, the flood. That's the first time God destroyed the earth. Why? The same reason. Unbelief. They didn't believe God. They didn't want to be God. They didn't want God to be their leader. They didn't want to trust God, so God wiped out the earth by the flood the first time, the days of Noah. But there was only Gentiles then. Now the Bible in Genesis and King James didn't mention Gentiles, but there was only different nations coming from you know Adam and Eve and all that. They were Gentiles, so God gave the Gentiles a chance the first time, you know. And had to destroy them, millions and millions of them, because according to the Bible, there was no man good. All of them was wicked. And there was only eight left, which was Noah and his family. You, you know, that's in the Bible. Everybody else was wicked. That's I ain't talk, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about millions. The rest of the world was wicked in the eyes of God. And they were wicked. That's why Gentiles got bad names. Not bad; they had bad names. They was called heathens. They was called pagans. They was called dogs by the Jews, because the Gentiles was just wicked, wicked. They done all kinds of wicked stuff. So let me digress. God destroyed the Gentiles people the first time through the flood. I'm going to do a deep teaching on that. So, what happened after that? God said, okay. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to create another nation. I'm going to create a nation. I'm going to create this peculiar people. I'm paraphrasing now. And how did he do that? He done it from this righteous man, not sinless man, righteous man named Abram. He wasn't Abraham yet. His name was Abram. Abram was a what? A Gentile. You say, how can he be that though Abram was a Jew? Remember, there wasn't no Jews. There was only Gentiles. See, we didn't get taught this in church. Many people don't even know that Abraham was a Gentile. How could he not be a Gentile? There was no Jews. There was no thing as Hebrews or Jews. There was only Gentiles in the world. So God cannot not use a Jew. A Jew wasn't even created yet. He had to use a Gentile to start the family of the Jews. You understand that? So Abraham, was a Gentile. God started the Hebrew and the God. He became the Hebrew, and the Jewish family started through the twelve the twelve tribes, Jacob and Isaac, Isaac and Jacob, the twelve tribes of Israel. The Jews came out of Jacob. The Jewish nation went anyway. God, from that point in Genesis twelve created the Jewish nation, birthed the Jewish nation for the first time. They, that's why they called a peculiar people. Because they was a created nation birthed by God, see, outside the Gentile, which mean other nations. So from that point on, Genesis all the way to Acts nine, God, everything in the, uh, in the word of God was about Jews. And they supposed to have been the ones supposed to have been the ones that went back out to the Gentiles. You see that connection? God didn't give up on the Gentiles either, then. See, but He used His created people called the Jews, and they supposed to have been the pillows that went back out to bring the Gentiles back to God. So God never gave up on the Gentiles. Did you know that? Well, you know that now. We've never been taught that in church. See, that's what the Jews were supposed to have done. But first, listen, the first they had to be, in, they had to be cleansed first. They had to get themselves together first. Jesus came to the earth and John came, preach and repent for the kingdom of heaven. and saying they done the spiritual baptisms and stuff like that, which was for Israel. Baptizing in water, I'm talking about. The Old Testament done the same thing, but they just called it cleansing. When it got uh, kind of the wording, it was three main languages when the Bible was written, Latin, Greek, Hebrew, Latin, Greek, and et cetera. So it was always baptism, but it was more like a named cleansing because of the different other language, Hebrew language there. Then Greek, it became baptism, etc. cetera, stuff like that. But anyway. Baptism's has always been through Israel. It didn't come through John. It didn't start with John the Baptist. They always had a cleansing. But when John the Baptist came, he just made the doors more open because he was the one that was prophesied also. in the book of Isaiah, the book of Malachi, books like that, that he was that forerunner, Jesus' cousin with age wise, they were six months apart in age, you know, born under Elizabeth. I'm talking about John. And of course, Jesus humanly, was born under Mary. They was cousins, but they were six months apart Father's birth. John and Jesus were six months apart Father's age. So Jesus was, um, John the Baptist was the forerunner that prophesied prophet in Isaiah, Malachi, and all that was John the Baptist to minister and preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, see, Preparing the way for the coming King that was prophesied for the Jews, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Since after Adam and Eve sinned, and sin came, the Messiah had been prophesied all through the Bible ever since then. Not just the red letters of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus has always been through the Bible. Okay, all right. His prophecy and his foretelling always been told. Going fast forward. You've got to remember this from uh, uh, Genesis 12, the birth of the nation, which is Israel, all the way to Acts 9. Jesus been prophesied his coming. Jesus was there. Jesus was at the burning bush with Moses. The I am the Jehovah. Jesus is the creator of the world. See, God allowed Jesus. Jesus was the creator of the, of the world. Book of Colossians and other books talks about that, you know. Now, we must understand this. This nation, Israel, that was birthed, this new nation, peculiar people. Many believers, including myself, used to believe the peculiar people was a Christian because that was traditionally taught to us. But no, it was Israel. See, it wasn't no Gentile, no Gentile. It was always Jews. There was a peculiar people. There was the priest. It was always Jews, not the church, not the body of Christ, because the body of Christ, the church did not exist. The church in the wilderness was Jews, no Gentiles not the body of Christ we did not exist we came into fruition later on after Acts 9 through the Apostle Paul when Jesus and his heavenly ministry revealed to Paul that this message is going to be going out to the Gentiles you see how that worked Gentiles first Through Noah, the birth of the Jews and the Gentiles went out out in unbelief. God created the Jews to go out.
0: Selling your car to Carbana is as easy as... As
2: easy as pie?
0: Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or bin.
1: As easy as a stroll in the park.
0: Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds.
1: As easy as
0: singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot.
1: As easy as playing guitar.
0: Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry?
0: <sighs> Ooh, a book club!
2: repent of their says get themselves cleansed so they can be able to go out to who? Again, the Gentiles. They did not make it. They went out in unbelief. God postponed them in Acts 7. See, what did he do? He went to the Apostle Paul. Who did he send Apostle Paul back out to? The Gentiles, again. The ones that were destroyed at first uh, and the Jews fell. Paul went back. To I mean, God went back to uh, uh, the Gentiles through the Apostle Paul, you know, with the gospel of the grace of God, revealed the hidden message only, which is called the mystery in the King James Bible, the mystery. Paul is the only one who talks about the mystery. Mystery means secret. So Paul went out to the Gentiles, you know, obeying the heavenly message from Jesus with another message, with another gospel that's very important to understand to get us out of a lot of traditions. See, I'm going to put this all together when I get through with this series. But you should have a little idea where I'm going with this, okay? You know. Now, after the Stone of Stephen in Acts 7, I wish you guys were going to read the book of Acts. It's very you can see there's a transition from Peter to Paul. See, there's a transition. Before the Apostle Paul's message, the way to be saved was was the Acts 2 and 38 message, which the majority of the churches mainly fall on today, denominational-wise. Acts 2 and 38, repent for the remission of your sins. Be baptized in water, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That was the Kingdom message of salvation, all through earlier uh, chapters of the Bible through Jews. That was the what that was the salvation message. See, through that message, it was a lot of confessing sins. Through that, me- it was it, it, let me put it this way: it was a conditional salvation through the Kingdom program. It was conditional. They they had to uh, sacrifice animals. They had to do all this stuff so their sins can be forgiven. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that's still Old Testament. See, that's still Old Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is still Old Testament. It's not the New Testament. Let me say this again. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is Old Testament. Testament. I'm going to continue to repetitiously say this so you can get in your heads and so it can develop in your heart. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is Old Testament. Who was under the Old Testament, which is also the Old Covenant? Israel. Remember that. Israel. The Gentile nations, even through the, before they got destroyed, was never under no covenant. Israel is the only peculiar people, the only nation that was under covenants. The, uh, the law covenant, let me put it that way. The reason I say that because there was different promises, God, and covenants, God's made. But remember, the, the covenants, the covenants, you got to understand that. Now, you also should understand that Noah and none of them was not Jews. They were Gentiles. There was no Jews. It's very important that there was Gentiles. The Jews came. Let's say, if you want to look at it in the verse uh, or Bible uh, chapter and verses, is Genesis 12 when God pulled Abram, the Gentiles, and he birthed the Jewish nation through the uh, the family of Abrahams. Through the 12 tribes, the Jewish nation came, the peculiar, the peculiar people. Am I confusing a lot of you guys? see Gentiles Jews Gentiles and Jews you see that look at this format again God started out since the fall of man Gentiles there was only Gentiles he destroyed them well, for what lack of faith disobedience see not for their sins because there was no law yet See, that's another thing. There was no law, so he didn't destroy them for their sins. He destroyed them for their disobedience and their wickedness because there was there was no law. The Bible says, "Wherever, whenever there is no law, there is no sin." So God cannot judge you. See, He judged you for your conscience and your 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 conscience. Remember, when Adam and Eve sinned, their conscience was open and they knew the difference of good and evil. God judged man from that point on. That. Not for their sin, because they didn't know what their sins was. But they knew good from evil. But they just could not point out sins. The way, the only way man knew was sins were God brought the law through Moses. Then the sin, then the sin had a name to it. So they knew good and well, Israel, that whatever God said, thou shalt not do, thou shalt not do. They knew they knew now Paul was the same way. He didn't know it at first, but when sin exposed it, because that's all the law was there for to show you your sins. That's all the law was there for. So before the law, there was no sin God that God can charge the world with in the days of Noah after that, okay? But he charged them for their wickedness and their uh their evil hearts. They knew good from evil. God only knew what sin was, and man did not know. He only knew through Israel, because Israel had what? They had the law, 613 laws. Many people get stuck on the Ten Commandments, but it was over 613 laws the Jews had to obey. So there was no way that they can follow it. And God knew that. He was just showing them, can no man obey God and be righteous in the eyes of God? There's none righteous, Romans, no, not one. Jesus commended. God commended his love toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. See, so God knew man could never stop sinning. It's impossible because we're in these sinful nature bodies. No one could obey the law. That's what Jesus had to do what he done. I'm going to get to that later on down the line. Okay. So anyway, God started with the Gentiles. He destroyed them for disobedience. Remember that. Then he created this new nation called the Jews through a Gentile that was only there anyway. And the Jews came out of the lineage of Abraham. Okay. They disobeyed. So what did God do? He postponed them and he went back to the Gentiles again. But not only the Gentiles, he went also to everyone, the Jews, but it was different is study being a nationality or being a nation of Israel, they could be saved, but it was only individually now. one for a nationality, they can be saved individually. We was, Now, you probably have your head born because you was never taught that in your church. We was never taught the Bible correctly. If we don't separate Jews from the Gentiles, we will continue to be confused. That was never really taught to us. Traditions and the difference between the Jews and the Gentiles. Covenants. The kingdom of heaven program compared to the body of Christ. We was never taught that in traditional denominational church. That's why the church is so confused now. And that's why there's so many denominations. Manipulated by who? Satan, the prince of the power of the air, the god of this world, little g, god of this world. Okay, so after the stoning of Stephen, God postponed Israel's program, the kingdom of heaven program. That's supposed to be the priest that went out to the Gentiles to bring the Gentiles back that was destroyed earlier through the flood. They didn't make it, they scattered. See, they scattered. So what did God do? He went through Saul and told Saul, and Saul laid on down the line. I think Acts thirteen, his name because his name they start calling him Paul. They didn't say so much change, like the uh, the King James. He was they start calling him Paul why? Because he was a Jew, but he was also a Roman citizen. Saul, which is Shaul, is his Jewish name. Paul, which is Paulus, that's his Gentile name. So Paul had two and one. You see how wise God is? <laughs> he used this Jewish nation, this Jewish man that also had a Roman citizenship, a Gentile citizenship. So God used Paul, this Jew Gentile, to go out to who? the Gentiles and the Jews. It used to start, remember when God told them to go out to the Great Commission, which was Israel, it started, you go to Jerusalem, then Judea, and then Samaria, and the other parts of the world. Remember that? The Great Commission was for Israel and the disciples. But when he told Paul, he told Paul to go where first? To the Gentiles first. See? And then Israel and the kings and the nations stuff like that. It reversed Remember it started with the Gentiles first anyway, but they disobeyed, got destroyed by the flood. Paul made another nation, the Jewish nation. See many of us forget that. They look at Jews through Genesis and covenants in the Old Testament. No, they came later on, down on that. It was Gentiles, the beginnings. Genesis is the beginning, it's not the Old Testament. Genesis is just the beginning. It's not no covenant, no testaments. The covenants and the testaments came through Exodus 24 on down through the Jewish people. Genesis is not the Old Testament. Genesis is the beginning. The Old Testament starts in Exodus. Okay. Now, uh, tomorrow, Lord, I'm going to get into the breakdowns of the Old and New Testament. But what I want to tell you now, because it's going to help you, that promised kingdom It's still a promise for Israel. See, but it's not the old covenant. It's the new covenant. It's the New Testament. You see, remember when Jesus was on earth, which was the books telling his life, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus was born in the law. He came to fulfill the law. Now take it away. He came to fulfill it. The book of Hebrews break down about the testator. See, so uh, as, as long as Jesus was alive, he was under the Old Testament law. That's what he taught, but he just made it perfect like it's supposed to do and got a, uh, and, 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 and expounded and exposed and got a lot of that Pharisaic, Sadduceic man-made traditions out of it and just showed them the law the correct way okay so he didn't come to take away the law he came to fulfill it in Matthew Mark Luke and John so there were still sacrifices and rituals and Pentecost days and stuff going on then you know I'm not saying at that time but that was the Jewish rituals and covenant it was still the old covenant as long as Jesus was alive but he came not only you know uh, I'm getting to the signs and wonders tomorrow but let me just talk about this with Israel. Jesus was preparing Israel for what? Think about it. What was Jesus? What did he come for? What was he preparing Israel for? The chosen nation. What was he preparing Israel for? Think about it. Jesus was preparing Israel for the kingdom that promised kingdom, because the king was there, see? He was the king. He was there. So all they had to do now is set up the kingdom after his sacrifice. And they went through the tribulation because they still had to go through the tribulation to fulfill that prophetic prophecy from Daniel. See, they had several more years after the 493 years, they had several more years to go. But it was, you know, there was that gap See? And it would have been fulfilled if they would have obeyed. Okay? So he was getting them prepared for that kingdom. In order for them to go into that kingdom, the old covenant would have been wiped out, but Jesus had to sacrifice himself first to go into the new testament, the new covenant. All the things, the Lord's Supper and all the things, was preparing them for the new covenant, the new testament, not the old. But the New Testament, I'm going to get into what comes with the New Testament and who was in the New Testament. And I'm going to tell you who before I go into that. See, so you can already have some type of idea. Okay, I didn't know that. Oh, I did know that. You know, or I just don't accept that. You know, that's no help for you if you just don't. You know. Okay. But Jesus is preparing, preparing Israel which disobeyed him for the setup of the New Covenant, the New Testament. Now, the New Testament, the difference between the New Testament or the New Covenant, you know, the difference is the new the Old Covenant was wrote on tablets and stone. And they had to do a lot of things physically. They had to do animal sacrifices and all that with the old old Testament. I mean, Old Covenant, Old Testament. The New Covenant is going to be uh, more beautiful because it's going to be more of a spiritual covenant because God is going to be in them through the Holy Spirit and they're going to automatically obey God through their hearts. Not on tablets. They're going to automatically obey Him in the New Covenant during that time. See? That's what First John is talking about about the not sinning and stuff like that. If you are of God, you do, will not sin. That's what John is talking about. They're not going to sin because they're going to be led and by God. For the first time, God is going to be moving through them, and they're going to obey him through their hearts, not through a tablet. That's the difference between the Old and the New Testament. Now, who is the New Testament people? Is it the church? Is it the body of Christ? Hmm, think about that. You have an old covenant, a new Old Testament church, which is Israel and the church in the wilderness and the kingdom church. Who was under the covenants? Israel. Old covenant. See, the reason it's called old covenant, why? Because it's going to be a new covenant. Just say covenant, because in order for it to be called the old covenant, there has to be something new. That's the only reason it's called old covenant, because there's a new covenant coming. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So Israel was under a covenant. See, now you see what I'm going with this. You see what I'm going with this. So when Jesus was alive, Israel was under the covenant. Which we call the Old Testament. Reason we call it that is because remember, just put yourself back ah uh, and just act like you were you Israel and you were under the law, you under the covenant. Did you think they went around saying oh covenant, oh covenant like that? They knew. See, they thought they was going to fulfill that covenant, but they couldn't obey the six hundred thirteen laws. But later on down the line, they understood that Jesus was coming back to set up.
0: Selling your car to Carbana is as easy as... As
2: easy
1: as pie?
0: Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or bin. As
1: easy as a stroll in the park.
0: Fight for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Boyd, were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Their kingdom. See, that's why they was confused. It was hidden from them. His death, bear and all, it was hidden from them purposely by God, supernaturally. So they was looking for Jesus to set up the kingdom then. Acts 1 proves that. When they asked that question, now, I'm not saying all of them. i talking about the little flock, Peter and the 12 and the little flock, his his main faithful followers, because the majority of Israel rejected them. Remember? And there was only 120 in the upper room when the day of Pentecost came and the Holy Spirit came down and filled them. Okay? Now, they was looking for him to set up the kingdom. So they knew it was going to be a kingdom set up. That's what Israel was always looking for, earthly kingdom. They was never looking to go to heaven. No, they was looking for their earthly kingdom. The heavenly part in a heavenly ministry going to heaven is only preached through Paul. Did you know that? Well, you know it now. Going to heaven is only preached from Paul because that's for a different church. That's the body of Christ, us today. But Israel was always waiting for that kingdom on earth, not to go to heaven, but as a heaven coming down on earth. Remember the prayer Our Father, which art in heaven, Thou kingdom come thou will be done. Kingdom coming well, coming down on earth, as it is in heaven. The heavenly kingdom coming down on earth, set up on earth. That's what Israel was waiting for. Their heavenly kingdom on earth, and not going to heaven like the church, the body of Christ. See, when the body of Christ get a rapture, we go into the heavenly places. While the kingdom program, Israel and the other nations, is going to reign here on earth. Okay? So that's another point I want you to remember this when I get more to the finish line of spiritual obesity because it's all come together. you got to know your history first before you know what I'm talking about because a lot of traditions is coming out of Israel's program. The majority of the traditions and denominational churches is because they want to be Israel or they think they're replacement Israel or what some people call replacement theology or reformed Israel. Many churches, not all, but many churches think they're uh, the New Testament Israel today. They think in the New Testament Israel. How could a Gentile be a New Testament when they never was in the Old Testament? They never a new covenant means you are moving from an old covenant. It's just like buying a new car. But if Israel if the Gentiles was never under no promised law or covenant they cannot be the New Testament church. The New Testament church has to be Israel because those promises and the candles was meant for Israel. You, you, you got to connect the dots. You got to put this together. This is mind-blowing and should be exciting to you. See? So who is the New Testament church? The New Testament church that's going to go into fulfillment is, of course, Israel. It's Israel. Old Covenant, New t- Old Testament, New Covenant, New Testament, it's Israel. The book of Hebrews is basically talking about Israel, not the body of Christ. It's talking about Israel's. It's talking about Israel's getting them prepared for their covenants, for their New Testament, for their reign on earth. Jesus being a king, the New Testament is the fulfillment of the millennium kingdom on earth. See, okay, I'm going to start right there. I just want to give you a taste. I started out in the beginning. We have a responsibility of rightly rightly dividing, of teaching God's word to ourselves in the congregation. We have an obligation to uh, to teach the true gospel. What's the gospel for today? Which is the gospel of the grace of God. First Corinthians 15, one to four. We have an obligation for that, to that, okay? Now, I hope you got something out of that. You should know by now, you should do your own Bible study. Do your, not your denominational teaching, because a lot of them are stuck in the traditional teaching. You take the Bible literally, you can see that. When you look at the Old Testament, New Testament, and you take it literally, you can see that Old Testament and the New Testament is Israel. It can't be the church. It can't be the body of Christ. There's nothing about no body of Christ and none of the testaments are covenants. See, you will know then that uh, from Exodus 24, Genesis is the beginning. Gentiles. See, after the fall, Gentiles. After the flood, Gentiles. You go to Genesis 12, that's the birth, starting with Abram, before he became Abraham. Abram, the Gentile, the birth of the Jews. See, you go back all the way to the birth of the Jews, everything after that, in Acts 12, is about Israel. Everything after, excuse me, after Genesis 12, Very important to remember this. Anything the Bible is talking about from Genesis 12, all the way to Acts 9 and after Acts 9, it stops at Acts 9. Just say from Genesis 12, all the way to Acts 9 is all about getting Israel ready for their kingdom and setting them up. It's all about Israel, not the Gentiles. So what comes with that big chunk of Bible? That most of us try to claim for ourselves. What comes with Israel's program? Even Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. See, even Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because it's Old Testament, because Jesus was still alive. See, what came with that? You want to know that. Signs, wonders, miracles, healings. What other traditions came with that? Sacrifices. Tithing, the correct way to tithe, water baptisms. See, if you stay in your program in that contest, you will know all that was a law, a covenant. For who? Israel, not the body of Christ. I'm going to end it right there. This is Joseph Brownlee. I I, I hate to leave you hanging like that. But for uh, not so much time constraints, I want to just let you to just taste on that and go and read your Bible. I'm trying to give you a chance to just read the Bible yourself and learn these things and let the Holy Spirit teach you now. This is part of the beginning of dropping Traditions. See? You you, you should be somewhat thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking about your old traditional beliefs that you have been told just with that little bit I have told you. And let the Holy Spirit work through you and open up your spirit, man, if you are a believer. If you're not a believer, you have a chance to be saved and become a believer and become part of the body of Christ, not the kingdom church. Y'all know you hear a lot of kingdom programs and kingdom builders. No, we're not the kingdom church. See, I'm not saying you're not saved, but you're not the kingdom church. Because once you hear the correct way to be saved and what sound doctrine we need to be really listening to, it's going to be kind of scary because there's a chance you might not be saved. And I know that might bother a few people, but I'm trying to get you saved, I'm trying to get you in the right spot. Because many people in denominations are not saved and they going if they don't if they don't die or pass away before there, before the uh, catching away of the church. So you gotta look at it this way. If you're not saved or you think you're saved, and you just self saved and self-made and you pass away or something happened to you, you're going to be in this holding chamber, which is called hell. So people call it Hades, but it's called hell. You're going to be in that suffering. Until what? Until the great white throne judgment. See. But just say if you do make it through and you still do not accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, not your king and Messiah, but like Israel, but as your Lord and Savior by believing what He done, His death, burial, resurrection. If you don't believe that, you're going to have to go through the tribulation. The seven year tribulation. You have to deal with the Antichrist and all kind of wicked stuff, which is getting set up right now. And I'm going to talk about that too. Okay. I'm going to do a little expose on that after this series. It's a lot of stuff that's going to shock you what's what's going on, especially with the PJ Vax. But uh, you know, I don't want to get off track here. You have you're going to have to go through the tribulation. It's going to be harder to be saved then because grace is gone your sins is going to be charged against you again not your old sins but whatever sins that you do after the rapture of the church will be charged against you again so it's going to be even harder to be saved and most of you're not going to make it because you think it's bad now it's going to be quadruple bad thing because they're going to make you do things ain't going to be no asking or no law the antichrist is going to be the law there will be an automatically one world system, so it's going to be worse than any man ever comprehended with one world leader. Okay? So you will have to deal with that. You could either choose that or just choose to get called away, because we're going to go soon. I have no doubt. The catching away of the church is coming. I'm not predicting. I don't know when, but I believe we're not going to be here a long time. I know I say five, within five years. I'm I i I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I just believe it could be within five years. I'm just throwing my faith on that that it could happen within. I'm not saying after five years. I'm just saying within. It can happen anytime. time. That's my point. Because the way things are going now and this big demonic change going on now. See, what's going on now is prophecies. These are signs of the world order being set up. That's for the tribulation period, not for the church, the body of Christ. We're here as the church in the beginning of, I will say, somewhat birth pains. We're beginning in that setup. We're seeing a lot of things, but we're not going to go through that tribulation. We as the body of Christ is not going to go through it. See, you could be part of that. By believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus and what he done for you. You can be part of that great day, which is called the catching away of the church. Many people know it as the rapture or though It's different as they call it the rapture, which is not in the Bible. But the catching away of the church or the blessed hope or the day of Christ those are that was not the day of the Lord because the day of the Lord is the tribulation period for, uh, the uh tribulation before the setting of the millennial kingdom before Jesus come back with his angels. Many people think it's the the church. Many people think the uh the uh the body of Christ is the bride. No, 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 no. That's another teaching in itself. I'm I'm blow a lot of bubbles. That's the church is not the bride of Christ. The Bible in the King James doesn't even break down bride of Christ. Really, it says coming as a bride. It never really says the bride. You got to remember that, especially King James, as a bride. See, so who would be coming back? And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna lay down a the lot There's scriptures to prove that this is going to be angels coming back with Jesus. We go. The ones is going to heaven. You got to think about that. Why would Jesus come back with us? while he's got these angels is always fought the battles, even in the Old Testament and all that. Who was doing all those battles and all those miraculous things? Angels, warriors, they're fighters. They're trained for this. Who's the leader of the angels? Archangel Michael. Who's one of the top messengers? Gabriel. See, there's kings. That When Jesus said he can call down a legion of his angels, he's talking about these mighty angels. There's warriors. They're fighters. Why would all of a sudden Jesus come back with the church? us <laughs> to fight <laughs> with him so you see the confusion there no Jesus on white horses the white horses who he's coming back with and is also mentioned in, Matthew, is mentioned in books of Matthew that it's going to be the angels not the body of Christ not the church some people confused thinking the body of Christ is the kingdom it's just not going to be the church it's going to be the angels they used to be called the sons of God Little G is going to be those angels, Michael and all them. That mighty angel that's going to chain up Satan. See, you don't got to get out that tradition. That's part of the spiritual obesity, that weight loss. You must get out of you because the majority of the stuff you saying that is going to happen and put the church everywhere. No, it's mainly not you. It's not the body of Christ at all. The New Jerusalem coming down as a bride? Talk about the city, not the body of Christ. That's another, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's so much. I'm trying to get you out of that traditional church belief. It's going to either relieve you or it's going to leave you in a, uh, a stupor that you will not accept it. You just will not accept it. You were going to choose your denominational belief over what the Bible is really saying. You're going to continue to believe that your replacement Israel and a lot of those things supposed to be happening for you even though you know none of this stuff is happening for you. You can't heal nobody. You can't raise nobody from the dead. You can't do none of that stuff. You know you can't. But you also can be fooled by a lot of these del- illusions that's going on and a lot of demonic stuff going on. That's manifesting. And you're not going to know the difference if it's from God or from Satan. Wow. Real talk. Until next time, love y'all. Hope you got something out of this. Spiritual obesity is this series. And I have to go that route so you can understand what all these traditions come from. That Satan throwing at you. Because he don't want you to know the true gospel, the gospel of the grace of God that was revealed to the Apostle Paul. You're going to either believe it or accept it or not. It's on you. But you can't say I never told you. God bless you all. Wait till I get to the part of forgiveness that many churches do not teach, period. (laughs) Most churches don't preach this. Boy, Satan done a good job, man. I tell you, he done a good job. When it comes to the gospel message, when it comes to sound doctrine, and when it comes to forgiveness, many churches are blind. And forgiveness only just will not accept that. Love y'all, body of Christ. Real talk. What's well, a real talk? I, in the future, I'm going to be doing some exposing of this vaccine, and I'm going to do do some programs so y'all can hear the other side, like I like to call it, of what's the deal with the vaccine, and you got to know why I'm anti-vaccine. I'm not waiting for no no vaccine, the perfect vaccine. I ain't looking for a vaccine at all. I'm anti-vaccine, and you're going to know why on the next series. God bless y'all. Love y'all. Peace out. Laugh out, baby. (laughs)
1: Love
2: y'all. Until then. Remember, you don't have to be saved first to be forgiven. You have already been forgiven. Now you have a chance to be saved. God bless you. Peace out. Bye bye.
0: Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as. As
1: easy as pie?
0: Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As
1: easy as a stroll in the park.